0: I have two questions that I've gotten from our question box, and I'm going to go through those today. I don't know who wrote them, so I don't know if that person is here tonight or not, but I'm going to answer them anyway. um, But I want to encourage us. uh, We have this. We're going to be using this just as long as, I don't know, as long as we want to, as long as it's useful, uh, useful. Um, question and answer box the question box is in the back in the foyer and it's on the the right side if you're facing this way on the north side right by the window there so feel free to uh, put your question in there's some some, uh, cards there available that you can use and just write your question you can put your name on it you don't have to put your name on it Um, but we're going to to try and answer. Now today's questions are about the Bible, but not about a um, verse in the Bible or a particular doctrine in the Bible. Let me just read it. Pastor gave some practical points from Colossians on Sunday. Now, this would have been at least two weeks ago. wasn't talked about today. Could have pulled this out before today. And he said, "Read your Bible." i struggle with the best way to read the bible should we embark on reading the bible through in a year or should we use a bible study guide i use the sunday school class uh, i am in as a guide whatever book the teacher is teaching from becomes my focus study for the length of the class any suggestions on reading your bible so that's the first question any suggestion on reading your bible so guess what you're gonna answer that you're gonna answer that um what would you suggest? What do you like to use on, um, on Bible reading? Okay. Well, I always try to read through the Bible in here. Then, then I also go study through books. And I'll read. Anybody else answer that? Jacqueline? Something on your phone. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have my phone in front of me. Okay. Anybody else want to answer that question? Give us something that you do. Michelle? How many have the Bible on, on a device, phone, tablet, or something? How many have that? Okay. All right. Good. You like that? Do you use that? Okay. All right. Um anybody else wanna respond to that question or comment okay, let me answer that to me reading the Bible through is like a it's like a exercise Um you need some different types of, of exercise so in an in exercise program you can probably tell me um, you need some cardio work don't you, you need some uh, you need some muscle work and it may not be the same, and you may need some specialty work on, on something that you're working on. You might be, I don't know, working to increase your, your speed in walking or running. You might be having an event coming up where you're doing a long distance run, or You may be doing a sprint. You may be riding a bike as an event. You may be swimming. Um, you might just be doing it for, for uh, activity or doing it with a friend, but there's different types of work that you can do. Um, a lot of the the reading programs a couple goals one is to to give you a sense of the flow of the Bible and um give you some variety you know if I pick up my favorite passage every day that's good but i'm I'm gonna stay in that one or that one book or that passage that's my favorite but I need to get some i need to get some of the stuff that may not be my favorite so I have done for several years reading the Bible through in a year. Um, it's challenging because you have a reading every day, and, and it, it can take some, some time to get through it. mean, you know 10 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe even longer to, to read through that section. And here's the problem with reading the Bible through in a year. If you fall behind, you get discouraged and you stop, and you feel like you can't start back up till January 1st, right? Ever, anybody ever had that done yeah I've had it done where you go oh man I'm way behind I'll never catch it I'll start January 1st okay Um. now you don't have to start January 1st today can be your January 1st and you can go from there but what happens is whenever we miss our schedule we kind of we kind of get behind so what we need to do is encourage ourselves um, to just to just get ba- get back in it's like anything else I've been this year been a tough year for me for for exercising. You can probably tell, but um, <laughs> I have to get back up and get back on the horse, and and um, um, so I just have to fight for consistency, um, not so much for volume. I've done the Bible reading the Bible through the year, and it is volume. One um, of one of the one of the, one of the, the challenges of that is you read a lot and you can tend to speed read and just just to get through it instead of enjoying and taking in what you need so there, there's just like in exercising um, there is something to get you through all of the Bible that's one aspect of it and are some, some special things that you can do that will slow you down a bit devotions are a good way to slow down and get a little bit more intense study is even better to get you more intense um, but if you're, if you're reading, if you're studying through a book, it's good to get some other books as well. So I like what the, the question was written. It says, I use my, my um, Sunday school class and whatever material they're going through as a guide. That's a great way to do it. One of the reasons why I preach in the series is so that I hope by the time I finish that series, several of us have gone through Colossians. And I choose Colossians for a reason. It's four chapters, okay? Um, I've done studies in Exodus in Genesis Genesis is 50 chapters and so you feel like you get behind and that you're way behind Colossians you can read every day four chapters you can read a whole book in 10-12 minutes easily for most of us who, who don't have a real challenge in reading um, so use the helps that are around you use your Sunday school as a guide there's nothing wrong with doing that use your your morning message as a guy, read through that or read along with the passage. I know I don't give you a hint of what's coming up, exactly what my text is going to be, but since it's such a short book, it's easy to just, okay, he ended up at chapter 6, I mean, chapter 4, verse 6 today. Let me read the rest of chapter 4, and I know he's going to cover that. So that's one good way of doing it. Um, so try to, try to do something regular every day. Um, try to do something with a little bit more intense um, reading. Uh, I've done studies where, not studies, but readings where I've read through um, Proverbs, 31 chapters uh, on a month that has 31 days, I can read through a chapter uh, a day. And that was pretty easy reading for, for me. Psalms the same way, you can read five Psalms a day and get through in a month. Of course, when you get to the the big psalms, like, you know, (laughs) Psalm 119, you're going to be in for a challenge, but that's all right. The reason, now here's some, I gave you some negatives about reading through the Bible, and let me give you some positives. How often will we read um, um, Exodus, I mean, not Exodus, Leviticus, right? How often will we read that? Or you go, Amos, right, the Old Testament little books, and, 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 and at least get a glimpse of that and every time you read through it you come to a section you go I didn't notice that before the Holy Spirit is speaking to you on a section so there's nothing wrong with that another thing that I've done though when I read through the Bible in a year um, I used to do it on on a notepad I do carry um, I'll show you both ways that I do it Um, I carry a notepad like this and as I'm reading through something I'll make a note now the note may make no sense to you, but it's something that stood out to me that I write down. It's a verse, it's a topic, it's something that God is is speaking to. Now I've gotten away from this and I've started using this. I have a memo app where I can write down, like memo app I use to write down my Menard's shopping list list when I go to Menard's, you know, hey I need some of this, and so I write that down. I do the same thing with the Bible verses. I'll, I'll write down what the lord is is feeding me um there may be one verse and it has a major point in and I'll, i'll write that down uh right on my phone so it's there with me so there's all kinds of ways to do it i don't know that there's a right way to do it but encourage yourself to do it and we all have done this we got behind in our reading don't let that discourage you to where you just stop altogether as a believer, you will never stop reading the Bible. You must never stop reading it. You must continue on and persevere, and if you messed up this month, then get back on the horse and, and, and go at it again. Okay. Um, so so that, that's what we do. I think we have some excellent teachers in our church, and they encourage me to, to keep up with them. So they're going through, like I said, a Sunday school lesson or, or something. Then um. that that can be a help to me to to at least start on that section and and start reading or or, uh, start on that verse and start reading. Okay, so that's... Anybody else? Any other practical um, examples or um, knowledge that you use, things that you'd like to share about reading through the Bible? Reading? I'm the kind of person where... You know i set these lofty goals um i'm kind of person that you know i want to train for the marathon and then you wake up monday morning and you're tired you know you didn't sleep good last night you're tired and it's raining so you don't run that day right i guarantee tuesday is going to be a whole lot harder to start you know so instead of setting lofty goals like that um Make, you do need a plan you do to make a plan it doesn't have to be somebody's laid out plan on the internet or something but you do have to plan to read it you can't just wake up this morning what I'm going to read oh um, that's not going to last very long have, have a regular plan um, that, that will help you you know lay something out and read it it doesn't though have to be um, you know memorizing Revelation. It it can be, you know, starting a small book. I always tell new believers, start off in John. Another thing that will help you read, I guarantee this will help you, is is when you're helping somebody else, you take a new believer and you help them through the Gospel of John. And you say, this week we're going to focus on chapter 1. I know chapter 1 is long. It's got 40-something verses in it. But just take the first 12 verses. And you will read it to prepare for them. And, and write down something that, that uh, you want to share from that reading. So I find that the ministry has been great for me, um, keeping me, di- it forces me to be disciplined. It absolutely forces me. But again, to highlight what Brian said and what I said, you're going to get off course and you're going to have to encourage yourself to just get back on and get started. We all do that. right where you are Mm -hmm. I I think every believer ought to um, read through the Bible let me give you this hint too when you're reading through the Bible and you get to something that just either is confusing for you or just ultra boring um, and you'll get to those sections struggle through it struggle through it Um, um, if I have this problem I'm not a good reader I mean I can read okay but read if I want to fall asleep what I do is start reading something I don't know if anybody else is like that but I don't care what time of day it is I start reading something and I will fall asleep Um, and so um, I try to read in short intervals okay so I can't just sit at my desk and read for two hours I read for 20 minutes, I get up, I practice my trumpet, I come back and <laughs> read for 20 more minutes. Uh, I get up, I walk around, I go to the bathroom, eat a snack, come back, read for 20 minutes. I do those kind of things because I'm not the kind. Co- now, some people can do that. You see them with a novel and they just lay back in a comfortable spot and they can read for three hours. I cannot do that. Yeah. So I have to adjust things to, you know, to how I'm made up. I also know myself after lunch I can't read nothing. Right after lunch I'm gonna fall right asleep then. I mean I got something in my stomach and I'm warm and I'm comfortable. It's not reading time. So you, you know you have to a little bit know yourself. And like I said it's the same way with exercising. Some people are early morning people, other people late at night. You know Michelle can probably exercise at 2 in the morning. <laughs> not me. <laughs> I'm picking on her. But. Um, you you do have to know yourself, so um, you know, you might need to try some different things and try something that suits you. But don't give up. That's the key. Don't don't give up. Keep working at it. You also hear super stories of how people I read through the Bible in one night, you know. <laughs> don't get discouraged. That's like going to the gym and you see the Hulk man with the super muscles right and he's pumping all kinda of weights and you go like, I don't wanna work out next to him You know. <laughs> So don't do it. Don't, don't, don't go there. Don't, don't, don't work out with super people. Work out with normal people. <laughs> Encourage yourself. All right, let me, let me read this next question. I am sometimes discouraged when I see the few people in the congregation. There seems to be little or no growth numerically. Does a lack of growth indicate we need to do something different? what will be an indication that God is telling us what we don't want to hear, i.e. join another existing church? That's a real question, isn't it? Almost like, I don't even want to read this question, because I don't, I, don't I don't want people to think that way, but the fact is, we all think that way from time to time. Um, here's the thing, let me deal with the general topic there, and that's the, that's the topic of, we often get discouraged we often get discouraged and there are many things that can discourage us and often will discourage discouragement is is like a snowball on the top of the hill once it starts rolling down it just picks up steam right and gets bigger and bigger and fuller and fuller and so no matter what our situation is we have to face discouragement um, especially in ministry. If I was training young men for ministry, it has to be a topic on discouragement. What do you do when you get discouraged? And we all get discouraged. What we need to do is when we are discouraged, um, how do we work through that and how do we think through that now there's a there's a there's a a a question that i don't want to ignore and that is how do we read what god is telling us um we get discouraged we we think of giving up and we think of of doing maybe not even giving up changing and doing something differently and and what should we do at those times everybody faces discouragement i face it discouragement you face discouragement about different things in our life we all care about sweet communion and so yes it's discouraging to each of us to see empty seats we were doing a play um friday we had we had three planes we had a friday night a saturday afternoon and a saturday evening friday night we had a super small crowd right and, and the, uh, the, the, the cast did a great job. They had great energy and they just came out and they just smoked it. It was excellent. Um, everybody did well. You know, we taught ourselves, man, Friday night was down. Saturday's going to be better. Saturday morning, guess what? Saturday, the first show was 3 o'clock. We were sitting at 325 like, where are all the people? I mean, 3 o'clock, we're sitting there at, at a quarter to three looking at, where's all the people? It was less people. Saturday afternoon there was Friday night, right? Oh man, what's going on? So I know the cast was discouraged, but they put on another excellent performance. We thought, okay, everybody's waiting for the Saturday night showing, right? So Saturday night came and guess what? About the same amount of people. It never improved from Friday night. It didn't get bigger, it didn't get better, It was about the same. Now, those of you in the play uh, know what I'm talking about. And you know how that takes the wind out of your cell. When you look out there, you've invited people, you've worked hard, and you really don't know what's going on. And you go, what is this? But you know what? They, They persevered through that, and they gave another super- performance. If you videotaped a performance on Friday night, Saturday morning, and Saturday in the evening, I don't think you could tell looking or listening at the actors that that they didn't get what they expected in terms of an audience uh, uh, level of uh, participation. They worked through it. And we met together, Brian and I talked, and, and like what's going on so the next week was the, um, the, the, the show at New Testament and we went there An excellent turnout there excellent turnout we, we were so thankful it was an excellent turnout um, but the, my point is this we all go through that and it may be telling us that we need to do some different things we need to examine that we need to look at that but there's one thing I won't do and that is give up I'm just too hard-headed I refuse to give if you're waiting for me to give you the signal that we should stop or give up you're looking at the wrong person I'm not gonna do it I am not gonna do it now does that mean I'm not gonna listen to God no it doesn't at all I'm listening to God and uh, one of the things that was encouraging me to this this morning um, I talked with Gary and he said Pastor you just don't know how many people hear your message in arizona i'm like what he said you just don't know. he said i play it on my my speakers and i share with people and then i talk to this person and he was saying it's not so much me speaking he's saying the things that he has learned here throughout the years he has taken with him and he constantly is sharing with different people he comes in contact and he remembers that he learned it here, and that that God allowed him to have that. Now, we don't always get to hear back from that, but I've talked to other people who are no longer in the church who tell me, I went to this other church, and I just realized how blessed I was to have learned the Word of God the way I did at at Sweet Communion and and to, to have that interaction. Now, I don't always hear that, and sometimes it's, in both of those cases, it's sometimes several years after the fact that I hear something like that. But here it is. We serve God by faith. There's no other way to serve him. We don't always see the grown-up seed. We don't always get to see that. And so we do it by faith, knowing that that God is going to do what he uh, uh, intends to do. All I need to look at is what I, what's my responsibility in giving out the word now i admit when i when i look at that there's things that i fall short on that i need to look at and i need to seriously consider i understand that but i i, I am encouraged that it is god who constantly does what he does so that when i do what he expects me to do i don't have to worry about results i have to worry. Here's, here's my thinking. I don't worry about results, I worry about faithfulness. I I look at myself am I doing what God wants me to do? Am I faithful in the task that He wants me to do? That's my criteria. Not how many people are here and did I see the growth and blah blah blah. Those things are, are important. But that I can't control. Not directly. What I can't control is am I giving myself to the work that God has called me to do and um, am I faithful and am I, am I persevering in that? Now, as I look at that, like I said, I see areas I need to definitely improve in and I constantly see that and I constantly want to work And If you see those, you can help me in those areas too. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm just blind and I just keep going blindly. No, I see those but uh, I'm looking at what does God want me to do what does he want me to stay at and I know that he accomplishes what he desires to accomplish the other thing keep in mind what the discouragement does discouragement takes a particular fact and it makes a reality out of it remember the passage when John the Baptist was discouraged right he was in prison um. and he sent people out to Jesus saying basically man are you for real or what John the Baptist said you know I've dedicated my whole life and God himself told me that you were the man and now I'm sitting in here waiting for my death sentence what's up with that Jesus didn't come running, running to him hugging him and patting him on the back He said, tell John what you see. Jesus was telling him, ministry is by faith. You're not always going to see the results. But if God told you something, you know what he says is true. God told John, behold the Lamb of God. John didn't quite understand, why do I suffer the way I suffer? Why do I not see the results that I want to see? And why is the Lamb of God the Lamb and not the Lion? I really wanted to behold the Lion of God. That's what I really wanted to see. That's what all the apostles wanted to see, too. They didn't want to see the Lamb slaughtered, they wanted to see the Lion victorious. And so what they expected did not quite match up with the reality that they saw. But was God still fulfilling His purpose? Was God still doing His will? Yeah, He was. He was. So, um, I just want to encourage you, really. Um, you are the faithful few. I talked to Cliff um, a little bit and said, you know, he said, you know, have you ever thought about changing the evening service? I said, yeah, I've thought about it. Um, and we might do something like that. Um, I'm, I'm not out of the, uh, um, uh, I'm not saying we can't adjust or do some things differently. We, we may do that. So I'm always open to, to what you have to say. What I'm not open to, though, hear me clearly, is giving up. <laughs> so you understand me. I, I get disappointed just like you do. I get encouraged like you do. Uh, encouragement comes from you. You are the faithful ones. And, and I, I thank God for, for what you are doing. And so I really want to encourage you because uh, you are are the persons that God is using to continue to encourage me to keep on doing what God has called us to do. And uh, then I, I look at kind of like what, Uh, Jesus told John to look at look at what's going on Uh, we have truth seekers where we are preparing a new generation aren't they worth it aren't they worth it how many of those lives do we have to impact for it to be worth it (laughs) absolutely actually none (laughs) we just had the opportunity to do that they just encouraged me if none of them turn out I'm encouraged that God is still using us in, in some way but the fact is God is gracious and we see the impact on their lives and it, it does spur us on, it does encourage us. So let me take a moment to let you digest that and, and you can answer that question too, um, or to something that you want to, to piggyback off of that question. I think I read the whole question, yes. Alright, Mac first. Mm-hmm. It is his primary tool, isn't it? Yeah, he knows he can't beat us, so he wants to get us, get us to stop racing, right? <laughs> Here we are, we running a marathon. He knows we're going to win. He's like, slow down, little dude. Slow down. Ain't you tired? Your foot's starting to cramp up. You can't do this. Ain't no sense in doing all this. You got to run. Look how far you got to go. So, yeah, he is. <laughs> all right. Uh, Brother Dick. That, that is so true. I've, I've seen that happen here and in so many ways. All right. Who else was next? Charles? I was <laughs> kind of, I mean, in a question, the person sitting in terms of the time, people not being here with get their problem. Right. <laughs> it doesn't solve the problem, does it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Cliff, and then I can do it. I wish I could do more. I like traveling. And every time I travel, I need to come <laughs> <laughs> I I'm glad I see two hands. I wanted to hear some of our our our, our younger generation. So, I'm going to have uh Charmone and then Brian. The numbers can a lot about the church. Um but Brian and, and then Jacqueline. Uh, Say so I think, I think we need to work on it. we are a little shy here. Um, even oh, okay. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I'll, I'll wait on my comment because I see another hand, Donna. <coughs> Donna mentioned we've had hundreds, and, and I, that's not an exaggeration. We've had a number. If, if all the people who even were members and left were still here, we would be full. But to, to say what, what Jacqueline was saying, um, that's not the kind of people that I want to stay because they didn't want to stay. Um, so I am thankful. One of the things that, that we have is a, a unity of spirit. When I say that, I mean we have people who are willing to work hard and persevere through ups and downs. That's When you look out at each other, that's what you see. Um, different personalities, different backgrounds, but that unity of spirit, um, they have been a number of people who come in and go out. <coughs> and and for whatever reason they come, if they don't get what they want, they, they'll keep on going. And I've seen all kinds of, of of issues there. Um and some people are truly believers, but they don't want to stay here for whatever reason, and they're going to have a conflict and they're going to they're going to move out. That doesn't bother me. it, it I mean it bothers me in a sense I wish but I don't want them to to stay with that same heart. They have to change heart and we have to work in a community and God sets some things. Um I have um neighbors right next to me. And you you know the Schweitzers and they they've been members of the church from way back. And they're still my neighbors so I still wave them every day. Um and but you know if we have a play or something I don't normally invite them because they they don't want to be here. <laughs> And and I know that, so um, I'm just saying, Lord, that's you know maybe if you change their heart, they'll 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 want to do that. But I know why they didn't want to be here. They did not want to uh, be in that unified spirit and the direction that that the, the church has set. So fine, go on. Uh, I hope you connect with a church where where you can have a right heart and serve, and and God will use you. But in, in a moment of transparency, what, what does tend to discourage me or, or, or get me, and there's not a fix to this, but there, when, when, when I see um, um, we have Michael and Rhonda, we have Tori, when they leave, you know, that, that does hurt my heart. That, that, that's just a missing. Uh, and I know they're, they're going on to good and right things. It's good to see Michael and Rhonda when we join up. Robin and, and Stephen, Dami. Lacey, yeah, yeah. but you know what, um, those people are still, each one of those that we just named, they are still connected. When they are in town or when they're in close by, they come by, and, and they, you know, Lacey, how many times has she come back and, and just been apart? So we haven't lost them. They they God is just using them somewhere else, that's all. And, and I could live with that even though that probably disturbs me. I'm like, Lord... How come you couldn't take a person like that from Elmbrook and put him over there, you know? <laughs> but the Lord says, I'm sovereign. I do as I please. And I say, yes, you are, Lord, and, and help us to go on. <laughs> All right, Ruby. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mom. That's a good point. We're not satisfied with the low numbers, and we won't be satisfied with that. We do expect God to do um, do what only he can do. Did you have one, or just referring to her? I got something to say. All right. <laughs> That's all right. We're close family. That is true. That is so true. Why are you working so hard? Because you're not working alongside me. <laughs> there is a young man, and I won't give his name, um, that myself and another man in this church have been talking with constantly um, who has come here on and off, but won't be a buzz. He's been challenged of What's not pleasing in his life okay um, but he continues yeah. conviction um, and so mm-hmm. they keep yeah, exactly. are there's certain things that that we need to look at and God wants us to see within ourselves and I can say I'm willing to to look at those and and I think you're willing to so um, um <laughs> Very well said. If God is for us, who can be <laughs> against us? Uh, let's continue to be encouraged. Brother Bill? Of jokes always, reference to spiritually dead the church- thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. May that um, serve to, to encourage you in God's work. Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you um, for the response to the questions tonight. We look at how we can be faithful in reading your word we looked this morning how we can be faithful in praying for each other praying for this work as we go out this week we want to put that to into action we want to be faithful and uh, we want to commit ourselves to to you help us lord keep us faithful in your work in jesus name we pray amen at the conference they they passed out books one to a family if any family didn't get one I have an extra one.